I enjoy meeting people, talking to people, learning about their lives, learning about their inspirations and their motivations, and that often uh, motivates and inspires me. And this is what this podcast is all about. It's me talking to real people about their real stories. So I'm an Ekpore. Welcome to Nettie's Conversations and please join me on this journey to feeling motivated and inspired by real people. Hello everyone and welcome to episode four of Conversations with Nettie. Um, This week, again, I'm always very excited to speak to the people I'm talking to. This is a friend of mine, Annie. And we've known each other for, what did we say? Seven years? Yeah, we, we think seven years. Um, and the reason I wanted to talk to Annie on the podcast is that I'm probably, um, oh, I haven't been in the past much of a risk taker. I'm probably a safe person who stayed in the same job for years, admittedly maybe moved around to different roles. But last year, I don't know if it was last year or the year before, Annie just made some really big changes in her life which were really quite risk-taking and I wanted to talk to Annie to see if I'm sure she will empower others like she's empowered me. So just to get started, um, just to give give us a bit of a background, what what were you previously doing in your job before you made the change? And I know it's not just job, we're going to go on to your other changes as well. Okay, um, so four years ago I went back to work, which was a big change. And that was after children, was it? Yes, after children. I've got four lovely children who are now 19, 17, 14 and 7. Um, and yeah, four years ago decided to go back to work to do what I used to do, which was radiotherapy. Um, so I did a return to practice, mm-hmm. um, which took me the entire summer. And then I was really fortunate to uh, be in a position to apply for a job, which was a bit bigger than I had initially thought I would go for. Um, but I was right place, right time, and I got it. But it was in a hospital I'd always worked at. Um, so I'd been working there on and off um and a student there for 20 years so it was quite a safe place for me to go back to work um and did you go back on the same grade that you were before you had children no i went back higher oh you went back higher i went back higher yeah um i'd run a little business in between and i was quite happy to think you know i've got i've got a lot of skills um, for just from life skills mm. and so I thought I'll, I'll try for this job it was a learning position anyway mm. and I tried and I got it um, so that was really exciting and it was a full-time position so that was a big oh gosh that wasn't at all in my plans and then last year I felt like oh you know it's really going really well what I was doing um, and I'd been introduced to working in research which I loved and a big job came up. I saw it in in a big London hospital, and I thought, oh, I'll try. Probably won't get it, but the experience will be really good. Um, good interview experience, and then I got it. And so, for the first time at age thirty-nine, I thought, oh, going to be a commuter. Yeah, you know exactly. So this is the big difference, isn't it? So you've gone from working 
lo- quite quite yeah. local to getting a train every day yeah. into the big city. Yeah. And how's that? I love it. <laughs> I've really loved it. I, and it's funny because obviously this week's been crazy hot. Um, but And you know it's going to be horrific. You know it's going to be awful sat on the train. But you're all in it together. Yeah. And you feel like you're part of a whole another group of people. So I have really, really enjoyed it. And, and I think the thing that I find quite inspirational, so this is so, even though in your head it might not be unusual, you probably come across a lot of women who will say absolutely the opposite to you. So that's yeah. why I was asking you about the grade. Yeah. I would probably have been the person that would have gone for the job grade lower. Yeah. I, I wouldn't have looked at, oh, you know, maybe I'll be able to do this. So what would you say, can you say what it is in your mindset that mm. means you don't really think about that? I think that you see a lot of people doing jobs that they are technically very qualified for and really aren't very good at them. Mm. And I know I learn really quick. Mm. And so if there's something I don't know, I can learn it. Mm -hmm. But all those things that you can't learn, like, being good at talking to people or um, having a good work ethic, those things I have. Yeah. So I think I will go, give it my best shot, and you know, what's the worst that can happen? Do you ever notice fear in doing it? I am rarely frightened. Yeah, I've been, I've been, (laughs) I've been skiing with you. I've been, this is a whole other story. Annie will actually, we will go off a tangent here. We will. Annie and I were uh, totally novice skiers, <laughs> and, um, which is great. We learned together. But this, we went for the second time this year, and we were put in a, a sit- I would call it a situation of terror, <laughs> as we were coming down the hill. And the time that I knew I had to kind of gain some control was when for the first time ever, I saw terror on Annie's face <laughs> and I thought, oh my God, we're absolutely in trouble here. If I don't try and get down this hill, then we're, we're just going to have to go down on our asses. Yeah, and I think we, we nearly did. Do that, yeah. But you see, this is how what I observe of Annie is then that that day broke me um, and the next day when we had our skiing lessons, I had to tell the ski instructor when he said, oh, you know, where are you up to? What are you ready to do? I said, your job is to get rid of my fear. Yeah. Whereas um, when Annie was faced with a very similar challenge with the other skiers um, that we were staying with on the same day, and they said, oh, you know, do you want to do this run? And I was going, yeah, no, I'm just going to go and practice um, what I'm doing at the moment. Annie was saying, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, I thought <laughs> it couldn't get worse. <laughs> so you do have that great mindset. So. Mm let's kind of move that I'm now thinking where has that come from because Mm. I would say I'm probably born of parents who are probably not risk takers Mm. and from a nurture perspective that's where I get it from and I'm I'm learning now to take more risks Mm. and be impulsive so where's yours from then I don't know I I do enjoy the feeling of fear I think Oh, do you? So I don't... When I feel that fear, 
I quite enjoy it and it makes me feel very alive so I like that so I grew up um, horse riding and I don't horse ride anymore I haven't for maybe five years and the thing I miss most about it is the danger really yeah so that's always been in I you. really miss it just that feeling and it very rarely went wrong but you knew it could go wrong and that was a great feeling oh gosh how fun so 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 you would almost if you weren't having fear would you say you would be bored yes yes I think I do <laughs> so you live on the edge of fear I do like to live slightly on the edge and I do love yeah I'm the same with change I love that feeling of change yeah so it just keeps keeps you going and keeps yes. you which I think can be exhausting for the people that live with me. So then what what happens when... So have you had a situation then at work where mm. you've had to face a really big challenge? Have you ever, have mm. you ever had a, I don't know if I can do this moment? Yes. And I just take a deep breath and do it. Right. That is... I mean, for, for anyone who's listening, I'm sure there are people listening thinking... God, I, I wish I had that in me. Because, mm. so have you seen that in your, so you, you had the horse riding, mm. have you, did you see that in your mum? Did you see that in your dad? Your sister? Or grandparents? Or are you, I, or from a, I maybe, feel like a bit of an anomaly. Well, maybe then from a nature perspective then, do you see anything of that in your own children? Do you have any yes, of your own children? one of my children is exactly like me. Yeah. And uh, the other day, we were talking about furniture or something, and I said, oh, no, we won't have room for that. And he said, oh, maybe in the next house. <laughs> and we've literally just renovated an entire well, house. Well, I'm, I'm going to come on to this one. So. <laughs> and my other son went, what do you mean the next house? <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> So, so again, I, I know Annie because I, um, I, I have, um, a, uh, we have a common friend. I've been coming down here for years um, to see my friend and then and got to know Annie that way and then got to know her even better through skiing. And I just remember, and actually now it's kind of bringing back memories of the Annie that you know will be the, the Annie that turned up at a party in the same year. I think it was in the same year, in the same year that there were all these changes over the job and all, all the risks and everything that came of that and all the things that then might have to change at home and tweak so that she could have a dream she came into one party i can't remember which one it was and she just smiled and said um i i'm sure you you correct me if i'm wrong i'm sure you said you went to look at houses (laughs) and then you saw what ended up being this one and you put your house on the market i did impulsively put your house on the market yes without my husband went away yeah. for a few weeks <laughs> i didn't know if i was allowed to say and that i put the house on the market and sold it and bought another one <laughs> mm. <laughs> that was it. and it wasn't it wasn't a complete house was it it was a house no. where you had to have an imagination yeah 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 so i think as well with you it's you have no fear but you must have a great imagination a great yes. imagination in terms of the art of the possible Yes, I would never buy um, a house that was finished because it doesn't inspire me at all. I love looking at a wreck and thinking, oh, I could do this, I could do that. I, I, I love that, yeah. So how did you, so let's, so the house was, how long had you been in your new job when you sold your house? 
my London job. Sorry, your London job, yeah. I hadn't even got it yet. Oh. Um, well, no, I'd got it, and I was due to start in September, on the 1st of September, and um, so at the end of August was when I bought and sold, ready for, because the new house is right by the station. Yes. Yeah. So that was one of the incentives to buy it, because then I can just walk to the station and get on the train. So yes, and then it completed in the November, so a month of being in the new job. Okay, so yeah, most people would only take on maybe one big change, and they do list job change, yeah. house change. Um, son going things, to uni. Going, oh, your son went to uni yeah. as well? Yeah. Okay, so and that's, that, that's the first one to leave home. Yeah. Yeah, so you had that as well. Yeah. But you, you, and, and, and there was no point in that. Was there any point in that where you had any seed of doubt? I think, um, I remember I used to come, we moved in with my mum. She's very fabulous and had um, all six of us and our giant dog move in for three and it months. it is a giant It's dog. a giant dog. <laughs> uh, so, so we were living with my mum, but I would get the train home back to Cobham um, and have a quick look to see how the building work was going on and I remember coming back one night and it was dark and there was a big fire in the garden I remember sitting on a tree stump looking at it thinking oh this is this is a really big project and at Christmas when we hadn't quite moved in yet thinking maybe I bit off more than I could chew this time but I just knew you've just got to push through and you'll be really glad you did it. Mm. And now we are. But there was a few weeks that was very hard. So how did you juggle that? So you're going into a new job and and, and knowing you, you're not someone that wants to live with the house undone. You want it to start straight away. Yeah. And you've, I'm assuming, did you give yourself a target of when you wanted it, the refurbishments finished, renovations Well, I finished? had my 40th birthday party here on the 8th of March. So it had to be done. Yeah. By then. That's right. what I told my builders. Yeah. So were you who was project managing it? Were you project managing it? No, the builders. Right. And so this is builders that you trusted. Yes. So you could go to work and you would come home and then you knew that the what you'd asked them to do, they would do. Yes. What about managing the budget then? Were you comfortable that they would be able to do that within your budget? Yes, I knew that that would be a conversation and we did go over budget and that was stressful. Mm. That was very stressful. That Yeah, that was really stressful. And so, so that's you. So, yeah, because this is what I want to ask. Do you, do you feel stressed? Do you notice stress? What are the, what are the signs for you that you're suffering mm. from stress? Because you're such, honestly, you are such a positive person. I think think the if I haven't had my eyebrows done that would be a sign <laughs> that I'm really stressed because I can't that's, be bothered I'm really so really fussy about and my I'm, eyebrows <laughs> not, yeah so I remember and not even not, not even just eyebrows definitely with eyebrows um, but I remember <laughs> the first time we went skiing and we were messaging each other about <laughs> what what you know what we've we done and what, what have we got ready and and then Annie said um, well, I've just I've had my pedicure, and I'm thinking, <laughs> pedicure? I've not even painted my toenails. I said, what are you having a pedicure for? And she said, well, if I have an accident on the slope, <laughs> I want to make sure that my feet look nice. <laughs> and I have to 
to say it did cross my mind I thought oh my god yeah if I have an accident my, my feet are just gonna yeah. look awful so I remember when we'd not been when my husband and I had not been married very long my mum saying to Gareth Gareth when she looks like this, i.e. she's not taking proper care of herself, there is something wrong and you need to find out what it is. Um, so if I'm like, yeah, if I don't look very nice or can't, yeah, can't be bothered to dress nicely, then that would be a sign that I'm not feeling quite right mm. and on top of things. So how, obviously when you're a parent, you kind it, whether you're I wouldn't say I'm pessimistic now I would say I'm quite a positive mm. person but I'm a little bit risk averse but I'm getting better but you want to instill you in your children for them to follow their dreams mm. and to be positive mm. so how obviously you you can model your own behaviors mm. but is there anything else that you try and do with your children to help them mm. to be the positive person that you are I do encourage them to take risks and to try things. Mm. Um, I'm fairly stingy as a parent, so I'm trying to teach them, you know, if you want something, then you need to get a job and earn the money to buy it for yourself. Yeah. I don't lavish them with loads of things. No. Um, but it's interesting <clears throat> seeing which, how children respond to that and some of them makes them go out and get a job and have those things and others think oh, I don't really care I don't really want it I don't want to be getting a job because I want to sit around at home mm. I don't need that stuff mm. so it's very interesting to see how they respond different, differently yeah no to I that. know what you mean and I know I try and do the the same with my daughter I think with uh, my daughter I always make sure she knows how much everything's cost Yes. So that she's very, yeah. very aware of money. And now, even the 14-year-old who has a little job um, was going to buy something, and then he just, you know, just on his own said, oh, that would take me mm. this many hours to pay for that. Actually, no, I don't want it. No. But when it's taken me that many hours, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't mind. But It is funny. Yeah. I think it's funny. I'm, just, I'm going back to that. Why do you think... I've got those that ability to take so many risks, and mm. I, I think that I wouldn't say my mum was a huge risk taker, but I would say that I was parented with a real unconditional love, mm. which I think enables you to take risks. So true, I think actually. that's what I'm trying to do for my children. You know, whatever choice you make, I'm still here. I'm going to support you, yeah. No. So whether it goes right, whether it goes wrong, there's nothing you couldn't ever tell me. Yeah. And we wouldn't figure it out. Yeah. Um, so I think that that is the key, that feeling of unconditional love. Yeah. So you're there at the end of the rope if they need it, and yeah. you're there if they make you know make yeah. mistakes. And we obviously yeah. we all have to learn from our mistakes, but you'll let them make the way that you yeah. they need to make. Um, so I think I know there's nothing I couldn't go to my mum and say, Mum, this has happened. Yes, the same with my mum. Yeah, I, I would true. hate to do it. It's yeah. not like I think oh that'd be fine. I would hate to be in a position where I thought I can't do something or something terrible's happened and I need her to help me it's not that I would enjoy that but I know that I could yeah yeah exactly so even though you are taking the risk you know you've got that support network yeah. it's having the support yeah. network isn't it to take yeah. risks no I totally see that yeah 
the other thing that I got from you, because we were talking last night, which, again, to have someone, because you manage, how many people do you manage now? 50. 50 people that you manage. Now, and this is the positive of being a boss like you, because you said, and I don't know if it was in this job or a previous job, it was, I, I'll get you to describe it, it was okay. someone that you hired, some woman, mm. so do you want to describe that, because mm. that was quite inspirational mm. as well. Yeah, we were just discussing about uh, women returning to work after they've had a family, and I was interviewing for um, uh, an admin position to join my team, and we had quite a few applicants, some were younger, and then we had a woman who was returning um, to work, she used to be a nurse, and she'd, her husband obviously travelled with work, so her family, she had three children, had moved uh, country I think three times and I thought this woman will be able to organise because the skills you learn moving a family are huge um, and she's fabulous she's yeah. absolutely fabulous so you looked at the and this is the you see this is the thing that can frustrate me is that a lot of companies especially in the corporate world in the past have looked at academic skills it's mm. all about what have you got on paper um, from an academic perspective but you actually looked at life skills mm. because it's incredible yeah. what you can learn from yeah. life yes so and again that's your personality has brought that into it mm. so you are now your next so you are in a job at the moment yes but you are you are always looking for your next kind of challenges so what what would be mm. what would you say are the things that you're now looking for to give you that next mm. bit did you, did you say about another house <laughs> i know i had a dream about another house last night a really good dream and it had uh, yeah it had a massive it was like in a meadow i was thinking oh that'd be a great next yeah. house anyway that will be outside of surrey yes <laughs> if that ever <laughs> happens um that's another thing about me i always have my next move I, that's what i was thinking as soon as yeah. i get into a job i think what what will I want to do after this? Yeah. What can I do here? Because uh, when you work in the NHS, you can't fix everything. So what can I do here? And then where will I go? Yeah. I never ever feel like, oh, this is it. I'm and gonna I'm going to rewind here. now, actually, because you also did something that a lot of us on maternity wouldn't have done, would have just thought, well, I'm on maternity leave now until yeah. I go back to my job. You were saying you ran a business. And what yes. was that? Um, I did a little uh, soft play business there's uh, where we live um, there's a little one that's been running for years and years and years and I used to take my little ones to it and it was it sells quite often because it's really hard work but mums think oh this will be a nice little business to run and it is a nice little business to run but it is very hard mm. um, so it tends to move hands every one or two years um, so yes I bought that uh, with my sister and we ran that really successfully and I really enjoyed it I really enjoyed doing that but it running your own business is exhausting mm. um, and I'm quite driven so I think you know one of the perks of running your own business would be that you would choose you wouldn't work on your birthday or you wouldn't uh, work on the weekends you didn't want to work on and I remember it being Mother's Day and I ran two parties on Mother's Day and I remember thinking this is not what the you, ideal yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Not when you've got I'm four cleaning children. up after 50 children today yeah. and making a million finger sandwiches. Whereas you've thought, yeah, it was your day to be pampered. Yeah, I did not children. get pampered. But when you run your own business and it's your name and, you know, this is how you make money, you, well, this is it. you when do I, it. When I talk to people who, you know, run their own business and they'll see people on Facebook saying, oh, it's the weekend and you're thinking, yeah. what's the what, weekend yeah. or what's a bank holiday Monday? Yeah. There is no such thing. But again, that I guess that comes from... So the fact is that when you were on maternity leave, there's no way that you, you could have just um, not done something else as well. As yeah, because I like doing things. And with one of them, when I was off, I did a performance coaching diploma, just to something to learn about, yeah. and I really enjoyed that. So just, just basically driven and, and never stopping. Yeah, yeah. probably. So... Probably. I think um, the other thing I wanted to, because obviously there's uh, there's a lot of wisdom that you could probably share with some of the mm. listeners. And it's not an easy. These, this is one of those questions where um, there's maybe not an easy answer. But if you could give just one mm. piece of advice mm. to someone who's about to face one or more challenges or ch- big changes that you've faced, um, possibly similar to the things in the last year, what would you say? What would you say to have in your back pocket? Just do it. Just do it. Try. 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 And There's a really good Richard Branson quote, and it says, if you get the opportunity to um, do something and you're not quite sure how to do it, take the opportunity and learn. Yeah. Learn while you're going. Yeah, and that's you, you said that that's is, what you've done. Yeah. No, that's absolutely brilliant. Well, thanks so much for speaking to me today. I think that it's definitely inspired me. Um, Annie is my injection of positivity. If I ever need it, I would never have survived on the last skiing holiday <laughs> if it hadn't have been for Annie. And, and seriously, when we were because we did the skiing lessons together, and it was it was it was Annie's can-do attitude that I think's kind of um, gone through my veins. And it is that feeling that it's seeing Annie actually and thinking. Well, if Annie can do everything that she can do, um, what what can go wrong? And like yeah, you say, why just not? try it. And why not? Oh, no, that's brilliant. So thanks, everyone, for listening. Um, and like I say, you can follow me on Instagram, um, on Facebook, on Twitter. Um, and I will give proper updates on the names of all those again each episode I say I'm, I'm sorting that out but I will I will do it as, as Annie will be telling me to do mm. um, but um, if you want to um, if you are listening to this anyway you've already found conversations with Nettie and if you subscribe or follow depending on what podcast app you're following then you will know when the next episode is coming up um, so I'll catch you all soon so bye thanks Annie thank you very much <laughs>